0: You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Let's go to the phones, and joining us, one of our regular contributors. He always has his finger on the pulse in the outdoor world. Austin Parr. Good morning, Austin.
1: Good morning, Terry. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, you know, before we get started, and conditions, and what's going on. Tomorrow's Father's Day. I believe you were just on an extended uh, fishing trip with your dad. I think you, him, you and him have enjoyed the outdoors quite a bit together and it really does impact your life doesn't it
1: absolutely i mean i wouldn't be in the industry uh, being able to make my entire living uh, fishing and selling fishing tackle without his influence and and looking to be able to do that with my kids as well and and not just for the fact of creating a career but creating really a, a lifelong activity that you can do together i definitely played sports growing up, but yet at the same time, when you turn 18 and high school sports are done, things uh, really change for a lot of people, and, and fishing and hunting always will remain uh, through old age.
0: Well, give a shout-out to your dad.
1: Yeah, my dad's Brian Parr, and, and uh, he owns a hardwood floor company in town, and I and, uh, thought I was going to be doing that, but with his influence, being able to be in the, the hunting and fishing world is certainly something that uh, is something I'm very thankful for.
0: I think it's it's amazing uh, what an influence the outdoors can have on your life. I'm going to talk more about that later in the show. But right now, people, the weather's going to change, my friend. We might get a little more rain yet today, but it's actually supposed to be halfway stable. Then we're going to get several days in the 80s. You know, the average temperature is about 84 normally here, not 60. And we might even get a break in the rain. But right now, I would think the water flow in the rivers and the water in the lakes is affecting the fishing both positively and negatively
1: definitely and and coming up on father's day it's always an awesome day to get out fishing in the middle of june particularly with the warm water stuff and and when you're dealing with this warm water fishing that's where a lot of this water really has been influential in a very positive way so we have uh very full lakes and and these fish are all the way up into the trees in a lot of places and it's it's very positive to have that more water and and certainly it's positive up in the mountains as well, but for right now the the flows are really high and, and a lot of the rivers definitely makes it a little bit more challenging.
0: Yeah, what are some of the you know what are some of the places that you you're hearing it's really going well and let's also kinda of look at not only the boating, because everybody wants to know where they can catch from their boats, but with this high water, a lot of fish are pushed shallow. Let's focus a little bit on some shore opportunities too.
1: Definitely. So Chadfield Reservoir's been one that I've been on a lot and guiding a lot lately and the water definitely is very high right now. We're we're up to what their hopeful new pool is going to be and we are in the trees and in most places and the and the walleye's and the smallmouth have been following that in, in a big way. The walleye's really are set up more on the outside edges of the trees, interestingly enough. And And a bait bite really has been more productive than than I'd be anticipating right now. A lot of times you'll be able to get them on uh, various swim baits and and things we may discuss here in a minute. But uh, the live bait with uh, live minnows as well as leeches and crawlers on little stand-up jigs have been productive as well as working slip-bobbers on the outside edges of those trees. But the other deal out there is you do have a lot of smallmouth that are moving up shallower on the inside edges of the trees. And that really provides great shore fishing opportunities. Or if someone has a kayak or a float tube, you can really work around in places at Chatfield that would normally not be even in the water. And, and it's a great opportunity for that, where these fish are peeled off of that normal structure that's so far out in the lake and they're right up on the shoreline edges. So uh, you can really catch a lot of those smallmouth on topwater baits, little tubes and Texas rigs, which has been, have been well, I've uh, been productive as well as Nankos, but uh you know, those walleyes on the outside edges have been a little bit more
0: challenging from a shore angler. I like that you brought up the slip bobbers for all species. And, you know, shore anglers, a lot of times it's difficult to cast out and make a presentation because there is so much brush and weeds. But if you can cast a slip bobber into a hole uh, and have, you know, fairly sturdy line, a lot of times, you, especially using bait or scented bait, you just don't even know what you're going to catch. You can, you're open to just so many options.
1: Totally agree. And for folks that may not know what that is, a slip bobber is a sliding float with, in my opinion, the best bobber stopper is a string bobber stopper that's tied up on your line that can be moved up or down. It can even be reeled all the way into your spool so you can adjust the depth. And on the cast, the entire entire, uh, presentation is very compact. That bobber slides all the way down to a weight that's up above your hook. And then as you cast out, The weight pulls the line through the bobber until it hits to your predetermined slip bobber position with the stopper. So you can fish a bobber in any depth of water and get it right near the bottom. So it's incredibly effective and something that I use a lot.
0: You know, I I know you're coming back from an eastern fishing trip. I don't know where you went, but have you heard anything about the John Martin area or those lakes down there? It's been productive.
1: It does seem like the water is not – they're not raising that lake quite at the pace that some of these other lakes are, so it's not up in the trees quite as much, but the fishing has been very good. It's been that cooler spring down there. It has not been crazy hot yet, but the water temperatures are up. Um, I'm hearing they're going to be in the mid-70s down there still at the moment. And uh, the crappie bite has been productive still. They're done with the spawn now, but they'll be uh, situated on the outside edges of some of those points as well as some of the the bigger rock structures on the dam. And folks have been doing well, slip bobbering minnows, but also working little weedless roadrunner jigs through the very edges of the brush that still remain in the water is always a good bet. But the thing that I really like down there are the wipers and the white bass. You can catch them in, in definitely a variety of ways, and, and they have been busting up on some bait fish in certain places. So when that happens, it's kind of an anything-goes type situation. They really will eat anything if you can get them into a boil. But even without the boil, you can catch fish on top waters, up shallower on the edges. Whopper ploppers are one of my favorites when it comes to white bass and wipers. But you can also do quite well trolling to those fish. Uh, little salmon, Hornets and Flicker Shads have always been good. I, a lot of times, like going slightly brighter color away from a really defined shad color, which a lot of times sets your bait apart from the other bait fish that are surrounding it, so they'll eat it a little bit more. But you even can go blade baits and jigging wraps for those fish. It's kind of a, a, a deal where it's it's a lot of different things, can catch a lot of different fish in that lake, but those Wipers and white bass are more nomadic than the walleyes and the crappies are, so those guys will set up on a point more, the walleyes and the crappies, but those wipers and white bass move around, and you'll get them on a spot really good, and then they'll continue to move, so following that bait fish if you can find it is always the the thing that I like to suggest.
0: And, you know, we don't know what the water conditions are going to be at John Martin because we don't know how much water the farmers are getting in that southeast, and that's the real key. Um, but yeah. they are letting a ton of water out of Pueblo right now. I mean, it, it is, they're, in fact, they're advising people to stay away from the Pueblo tailwater, and hopefully some of that water will find its way in. But if John Martin can even maintain its level and not go down much over the next few weeks, there's probably going to be opportunity there for a good solid month yet, and then we'll have to see what the conditions are.
1: Definitely, and I mean, not usually. It can go well all the way through the middle of July, as you mentioned, and And uh, there's other opportunities in the southeastern part of the state as well. Uh, Blue Lake, also known as Adobe Creek, has an absolute ton of crappie, and it's one that I definitely like quite a bit as well. But then like the Nanoshi-Nagranda area, there was a little bit of, I believe there's fish salvage on Queens last year. So that may not be quite as productive, but uh, Nanoshi, I believe, held enough water to hold a decent population of fish still. And and the state is working well to continue to rebuild that fishery back to hopefully some glory days coming up here.
0: Yeah, it would be good. We need to keep track on that southeast. It's a little bit of a drive from the front range, but because of that it gets you away from the crowds and it just has some great opportunities fishing, hunting, and camping. So we'll we'll have to do more keeping track of that. Let's switch up to the mountains a little bit. Uh, I know you heard something about Twin Lakes and lake trout. Yeah,
1: so the the ice is off up there certainly and there's been some really good fishing up shallow still back to the shore angler standpoint. If you have a a big rod that can throw a one to three ounce bait, large glide baits, like a river to Sea S waiver, as well as large savage gear line through swim baits and trout patterns have been producing some big fish up there. Those big lake trout move from those depths and they're up shallow to feed. And those big catch and release fish are there and, and able to be caught right now. So you have an opportunity to very large, large fish, but you'll also have smaller ones that'll move up shallower too. And, and throwing something like a, a crocodile spoon or, or even a, a Tasmanian devil can product or can produce some of those. But I definitely like a three and a half inch tube jig tipped with sucker meat on the outside edges of those drop offs. So you can let it sink down and jig that back up. Uh, and there's good shore fishing opportunities. If you're someone that wants to catch lake trout and you don't have a boat right now is the time to do it. Another awesome fishery is Jefferson Lake. Jefferson's really unique because there's, a lot of small rainbows up there it's an absolutely fantastic place to take a kid and, and catch a lot of fish on like a fly in a bubble or, or even a little float with some salmon eggs but at the same exact time early in the season like this when the ice has just come off those big lake trout will be shallow as well so you can have a numbers day as well as an opportunity at a trophy fish uh, at a place like jefferson as well
0: i know another lake you like a lot in the mountains it went through some rebuild because they had some issues there and they've redone a lot of the stuff But it's always been one of my favorite lakes, and that's just outside of Eagle and Sylvan Lake.
1: Definitely. I love Sylvan. It used to be a little bit better for the bigger brook trout, but they have still a lot of brookies in that lake, and they've done a ton of stocking with the rainbows. It's a fantastic place to get a campsite if there's still some available, as well as they have yurt rentals there where you can can camp in some of those pre-made yurts. But there's a really good opportunity to catch a lot of fish up there. There's a little inlet stream that comes in on the south side but there's shore fishing all the way around it it's in a very nice little valley with a lot of aspen trees and it's a good numbers lake you can go and and catch them on a variety of different things if you want to just be basic and and throw a bait line out it's definitely going to be productive but you also can do things like uh i like stripping streamers as well as scuds uh, under an indicator on the fly rod absolutely a ton of scuds uh in that lake uh, but you can even do tube jigs or gold minnows. It's it's a lake that you can, can catch fish in a lot of different ways, as well as if you want to fish a nice stream uh, down below It's called Brush Creek, and it definitely lives up to his name. There's a lot of brush in that little stream, but there are some surprisingly nice browns in those beaver ponds. If you can have a nice little small short two- or three-weight and be able to to be proficient at a bow and arrow cast to launch yourself underneath those, those little uh, willow overhangs, But a dry dropper with a hopper or a humpy on top or a split case PMD or a little yellow sally down below will definitely catch you uh, fish in pretty much every run.
0: I actually did a television show where I stayed right at Sylvan Creek, and we fished both the lake and that stream. If you folks want to go to the Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom, that Sylvan Lake episode is one of our more popular ones out there. And it shows you the cabins and the camping, but we fished both the river from float tubes, I mean the lake from float tubes and the river fly fishing. So it's a it's a great representation of what you can do there. And I think for a, ca- a family getaway camping and just catch some fish, uh, Austin, I I don't know that you could find a more uh, fun location.
1: It's great. I mean, it's a spot where it's not strenuous. It's very very good for little kids. The Shoreline is friendly. The creek, on the other hand, is not ideal for little kids, but if you want to get in on some secluded fly fishing, that is a nice spot.
0: Yeah, and and it's it. Yeah, the fish are cooperative there in both places. And I'll tell you what, they close that inlet uh, during the fall when the brook trout spawn. If you want to go and see what if there are big ones left in there, just walk that without your rod and look there. You'll if you've ever wanted to see big brook trout, you'll see them in there. It's it's just a tremendous yeah. place. We got them about a minute left. Anything else you want to touch on?
1: Well, I mean, right now is just one of those times where if you're out in the Eastern Plains lakes, the fish are biting, uh, but you definitely need to look shallow. Everything is really high right now. Definitely start to to think less about. Uh, Stuff that is out deeper, I just ran into it in Kansas where we were looking into some of our deeper water structure where we've caught them before, but the fish were very shallow, four to to eight feet of water at the very deepest at eight uh, as far as the saw guys and the walleyes. So looking up very shallow, working swim baits, getting some weedless heads, and fishing in and around the brush uh, is going to catch you a lot of different kinds of fish, but uh, those saw guys and walleyes, if you're hunting them, the shallow bite is going to
0: be the key. All right, my friend, if people want to talk to you and more information, where do they find you?
1: I'm at Discount Fishing Tackle. or six blocks south of Evans on the west side of Santa Fe.
0: All right, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, Terry. You bet. Austin Parr, always a great resource. We'll take a quick timeout, and we'll be back on Terry Wicks from Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan.